Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely blessed day today. And I want to start it off with a topic that I forgot to bring up to you guys last week. It actually closed out last week. I've been following it for months. You guys remember this. I had somebody else send me another article on it this morning, and I just I completely missed the article last week to bring it up to you guys. And the fact that J.P. Morgan Chase was fined the 900 and $20 million in fines for manipulating the precious metals market, the largest ever imposed by the U.S. government. And there are big chunks of it go to certain areas. And what's funny about it is a lot of people, and what they pretty much what they did is exactly what we talked about. They said in one of the schemes, J.P. Morgan traders in London, New York, and Singapore, between 2008 and 2016, eight-year span, commissioned tens of thousands of orders for gold, silver, platinum, palladium futures that were placed in order to simply be canceled to deceive other market participants, the Department of Justice said in the press release. And this is exactly what Dad and I have called out for years is the manipulation in the metals market exactly what we've been saying and it's ironic because I saw a bunch of people going all you know excited oh they got fined 920 million dollars you know let me clarify to me or you or just about anybody I know 920 million dollars is an insane amount of money it's almost unfathomable what you could do with 920 million dollars but do not forget that these individuals made tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions, shorting the market. For example, just in 2019, you can pull up the records, J.P. Morgan's net income, not gross, net income after taxes was $34.6 billion in 2019 alone. So to put that in perspective, that would be like if you made $34,000 shorting the market one year, which granted they did this over years, but just perspective, you made $34,000 shorting the market, manipulating it, and you got caught and they said, ah, you know what, this isn't right, we're fining you $1,000. You're gonna go, uh, oh, okay, cool, here's my $1,000. <laughs> and it's gonna have virtually zero impact on the care of doing it Again, this is what just happened. But I wanted to bring it up there again to prove to you guys and show you that the metals market, all these markets that are controlled by the little central bank stooges like J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs and all those clowns, is so heavy manipulated. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of cases and contracts that they have found in the Department of Defense on these guys just in that time period. And now we're discussing the aspect of opening up another investigation into recent trading fraud again. But again, remember, this is a central bank. The money just is kind of fungible with them. It just kind of moves around. They don't care. Like I said, you're getting fined $900 million, but you made $36 billion last year, $34 billion. And you did this over a period of eight years, you know, probably bringing in tens of billions of dollars every single year from shorting the market on the metals. Guys, it's a complete and total sham. But I just wanted to bring it up to show you guys how invasive and how manipulative these clowns are in these central banks that what they do in some cases, not all cases, sometimes they go long, but most of the time they go short, they'll basically put a contract in to sell, you know, 
whatever, just pick a number, a million ounces of gold with no bottom on it. And that, that which means it doesn't matter what it sells for, it's, they're going to sell it. So in other words, if it's below cost of production, they'll sell it. But there is no gold. They don't, they don't short real gold. They just short dollars. And so what happens is say gold's at 2,000 an ounce and they throw a million ounces of gold into the market, which doesn't exist and not in this contract. And then what they do is the market plunges because everybody starts selling gold, you know, selling it, selling it, selling it and pretty soon and buying and buying and buying. And then they settle their contracts at the end of the day, you know, and gold went from 2,000 an ounce to 1850 an ounce. And now they're all happy and they made a huge amount of money in the shorts and they settle their contracts in more fiat currency, more printed dollars, more digital currencies. They don't have to settle in, in gold. And if they had to settle in gold, <laughs> they wouldn't do this. But they do it in the digital currency because these guys, you know, run the planet. And like you said, Austin, if you make a trillion dollars in the metal markets, all right, and that's, I don't know if that's possible or not, but I mean, they make a lot and you have to pay a billion dollar in fines. You know, there's a thousand billions and a trillion. So you really, don't have much of a loss. You've got a huge gain. In other words, there is no loss. And this is the way it is. And then, you, and, but then they don't, then, but then the CEOs of these companies that are doing it, the CEO, the, the companies are fine, but the CEO doesn't go to prison. Now, the CEO, you know, when we had that savings and loan debacle with Reagan, he put a bunch of those guys in jail and put a big stop to that stuff back in the 80s. And see, if you don't put the top people in jail that authorize this, that do this, it never ends because they're trading more money for less money. So why would they not do that? Because, you know, what we have to understand that this Rothschild global crime syndicate, it runs the planet, and it does it through central banks. I mean, they're, they're headquartered in the Babylon Bank of International Settlements Tower in Basel, Switzerland. And, you know, always remember that debt is their control mechanism. But their power goes way beyond the banking empire because what they do is they control every major corporation throughout the United States, through their BlackRock subsidiaries and through BlackRock and buying up stocks and bonds. You know, they, they descend from this guy named Meyer Amschel Bauer. He's the guy who was brought in to Luciferianism, Sabbatine Kabbalism, Satanism by Jacob Frank, who basically was a follower of Sabbatine Zevi in 1666. And this Rothschild guy basically had a red shield hanging out in front of his place, and it was called Rothschild which basically uh, was German for Red Shield, and he finally changed his name to Rothschild for Red Shield. And this is the Frankfurt banking house that started in Germany. And he established his international banking business by deploying his five sons who set up shop in London, Paris, Frankfurt, Vienna, and Naples. And this family, this family was basically deceitfully elevated to the status of nobility in the Holy, 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 Holy Roman Empire and in the United Kingdom. But these guys, you know... They're worth in excess of a quadrillion dollars. That's a thousand trillions. They own the entire financial systems. All central banks in the world are controlled through these guys. This mind-blowing scope of control functions basically is unfathomable for us to believe how much money these clowns have. But see, the money's not what they want. These are the ones who are running the entire financial world of the entire planet with about 8,000 selected members. And these are the guys who want the one-world government one world religion under Lucifer being ruled out of Jerusalem by the Supreme Court of Jerusalem under Noahide laws, making the belief in Jesus Christ punishable by a guillotine or getting shot or being killed by these guys. And this is exactly who these clowns are. 
And when we understand this, I mean, we understand they're behind the pedophilia and the sacrifice of children and the sacrificial networks. They're the main cog in the wheel. And they answer directly to these interdimensional entities or to Lucifer or to what they like to call Einsoft, this giant snake in a tree. And these are the ones who make these decisions with the metal markets, with who's going to be the president of the United States of America. You know, what we will and will not see because they control Reuters and AP Wire. They tell their subsidiaries, the 95% of all media they control, what they will play as far as their stories and what their stories will not be because if they don't do the right thing, they just are replaced. They fire the top loan people and they get put other people because they control all of this stuff. We got to realize they control the central banks of England, the Vatican, Federal Reserve in Washington, D.C., the European Central Bank, the ECB in Frankfurt, and it goes on and on and on. And we need to understand that these guys, you know, started with their massive fortune with Nathan Rothschild, you know, in the Battle of Waterloo in 1815, and he manipulated the stock market, and he basically bought up most of England and bought up most of the stock market. He found himself with an increase in wealth of 6,500 times when he did that in England alone. And that basically meant he controlled and completely dominated English and British politics. And, and, this, and this is where we are with all of this stuff. You think, well, what the heck? And it's so funny to me. You know, there's so many people out there that go, you know, well, it's not just about the Rothschilds. Uh, yeah, they got a bunch of other people who work for them, but you got to go to the top of this debt pyramid to find out who these guys are. And it frustrates me so much that there are so many people out there in alt media who won't discuss this. They won't. They won't discuss it. Why will they not discuss it? Because they don't want to get persecuted or blocked on Instagram or blocked on Facebook or blocked on YouTube. Oh, yeah, did I remind you guys again that they took me off and also off YouTube like two and a half years ago? Because, you know, this is something that they decided we couldn't be talking about this stuff all of the time. And so this is what we need to understand is that the world is controlled through debt. And if we don't get that and understand that and realize that it's these guys with their satanic belief, Einsoff, Kabbalist religion, that, you know, we're going to be deceiving ourselves. And this is what we have to understand. Like, you know, look at these debates. You know, this, this, this mess with Pence last night. You know, I'm going to say something. I'm just, this is a little personal opinion. It was, it was so funny. His left eye was messed up last night. And it was bloodshot. was kind of draining a little bit. Because, oh, he has pink eye. And, and, and indeed, he might have pink eye. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, what's interesting to me that one of the signs of the MK Ultra mind control experiments is eye trauma. And they use eye trauma in all types of things that they do as far as mind control. And so many of these international leaders have an eye problem. Now, I'm not saying you can't bump your head and get a black eye. I'm not saying that. But it seems odd to me that so many of these guys walk around with black eyes, with bloodshot eyes, and so are they just naturally clumsy? Are they just falling down and hitting their face? I don't think so, guys. There's something else going on. And one, of the, one of the things you see is that one of the eyes of these individuals isn't quite right. And you see it over and over and over. And I'm not saying that somebody doesn't have a lazy eye or they haven't been born that way. I'm not saying any of that stuff. But, you know, even years ago when Bob Costa had that droopy eye, you know, articles started coming out about MK Ultra mind control victims and, you know, their, and their jacked up eyes. So, you know, the whole thing is just weird to me because there's a whole subgroup of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about, that we're not aware of. 
and that we really need to pay attention to because guys if we don't see what they're doing if we can't figure out from just a little bit of how manipulated the system is like with Austin opening up with a story today pay up 900 million dollars in fines you know whatever it should have been 980 billion dollars in fines that would have got their attention but again that wouldn't have done much either why because you know they don't really care they don't really care that they've been exposed because they always get exposed they just cover it up they just twist it and now they're coming out with there's a little article that came out that says 72 types of Americans that are considered potential terrorists this is by the Rothschild banking cartel they're the ones who are behind all of this stuff as far as categorizing people in official government documents in the United States government is controlled through these guys you can now be considered a potential terrorist because of your religious political beliefs See, well, nah, that's not true. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're saying it's the white supremacists are the big problems right now, but I don't see any white supremacists marching on the streets and breaking and burning things. I see a bunch of Black Lives Matter people that are basically terrorists, white people marching with them, this communist organization. I mean, people, they say that people could be a potential terrorists who believe in individual liberties or that advocate for states' rights or that just want to make the world a better place. All these people now are being considered terrorists. If you're anti-gay, anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim, if you're part of the Patriot Movement, you're considered a terrorist. If you're members of the Family Research Council, a member of the American Family Association, if you believe in a nuclear family and you believe in Christian values, you could be considered a terrorist in the United States of America. If you own a gun, if you buy ammo, if you basically go to alt media for information, if you have a Christian bumper sticker, if you refer to the army of God, if you're talking about being anti-global, they can say you're basically a potential terrorist. You think, well, how could that happen? How could if you're anti-abortion or anti-nuclear, if you're a right-wing extremist, if you're a returning veteran from another country, how can you be considered a terrorist in the United States? How about if you're an evangelical Christian? They can consider you a potential terrorist. To this level of depravity and dissent and just, and just complete and total junk has gone our government. I mean, it really has. I mean, wear your mask, peasant, in Australia the other day. Pregnant woman laying on the beach without a mask on, trying to get some sunshine. Really nice looking lady. Really just, just, just trying to just relax on the beach. And apparently, and I don't know how, how else they could have done it, her cell phone tracker beeped and she was more than five kilometers from home oh yeah oh yeah which is like 2.8 miles further than 2.8 miles from home and they somehow got alerted and you figure out how this happened yourself but i think it was a cell phone tracker and all of a sudden the whole SWAT team shows up on the beach this lady's laying there just just laying out in the sand minding her own business trying to get some vitamin d and they show up and they grab her they slam her to the ground when she stands up. And they handcuff her. She's pregnant. She's screaming. And people standing around saying, what did she do? What did she do? Mind your own business, peasant. We'll take you too. Well, wait a minute. Where are the rights? And sure enough, they threw a mask on her and dragged her off. Because she, she was further than 2.8 miles away from home. Wait a minute. Is this the free world that we live in? No, that's that's the Rothschild world. They control England. They control all the former colonies because the queen is their front person. 
Yeah, and they're a bunch of weirdos too. The whole royal family's a bunch of weirdos. And they're weird hunting parties where they hunt children and all kinds of crazy stuff that, that has come out before and has been talked about in court cases. These people are sick, but yet they're the ones that run the planet. But remember this, guys. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. It's so important to remember that, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I'll be glad at it. Thank Jesus every day of your life that you're not part of these weirdo, whackbag, nutbags. These people are awful. And this is all they have to look forward to. Because in the next life, when they cross that veil, oh man, all H-E double sticks is going to break loose on them. And they know it. They know it, and they don't know what to do about it. Some of them are scared to death because they know they've sold their soul. And the only thing they're ever going to have is the joys they have on this earth, on this planet, in this lifetime, and then it goes sideways for them. So thank God Almighty that you're part of the redeemed. Thank God Almighty that his name is Jesus, and we know who he is, and we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's well said. And I mean, and this is what's ironic is you've seen all the push now. Oh, well, like the main reason you have to wear a mask is to protect everybody. You know, I told you guys that yesterday, what they've been pushing for months now with this. It's not to protect yourself, but yet they're still forcing people to wear a mask when they're outside on a park bench by themselves eating or when they're at in California, like the clown Newsom just said yesterday. Remember, every time you take a bite, you need to pull your mask back up and you're like, this is this is the dumbest ideology I've ever heard. Now, what's interesting about this, there's an article that just came out a couple days ago, and it's from Dr. Marguerite Greisen-Briesen. She's an MD-PhD, and she's got quite a pedigree here. If you guys saw this, she said that masks cause oxygen deprivation and permanent neurological damage, especially in developing brains of children. She wrote this big old article on it. Now, at first, I was like, okay, so who is this lady? So I pulled up her pedigree on it, and she's MD, PhD, is a consultant neurologist and neurophysiologist with a PhD in pharmacology with special interest in neurotoxology, environmental medicine, neuroregeneration, and neuroplasticity. So this lady has literally spent her entire life basically focusing on the brain and the body and the neurons and the entire aspect of how you function and oxygen and drugs and everything else. And she goes on to say the start of it right here. I'm going to read part of the rest of my post on the website. It's a long article. She said, the reinhalation of exhaled air will without a doubt create oxygen deficiency and a flooding of carbon monoxide, excuse me, carbon dioxide to the brain. We know that the human brain is very sensitive to oxygen deprivation. There are nerve cells, for example, in the hippocampus that cannot be longer than three minutes without oxygen, that cannot survive. The acute warning symptoms are headaches, drowsiness, dizziness, issues in concentration, slowdown of reaction time, and reactions of the cognitive system. However, when you use chronic oxygen deprivation, all these symptoms begin to disappear because your body becomes used to it. But your efficiency will remain impaired and the undersupply of oxygen in your brain continues to progress. 
We know that neurodegenerative diseases take years to the decades to develop. While you're thinking that you've gotten used to wearing your mask and rebreathing your own exhaled air with carbon dioxide, you basically are allowing the de- degenerative process in your brain and it's getting amplified as your oxygen deprivation continues. And then she currently goes down here for children and adolescents. At the bottom here she says, children and adolescents masks are an absolute no. Children and adolescents have an extremely active and adaptive immune system and they need constant interaction with microbes of the earth. The child's brain or the youth's brain is thirsting for oxygen. The more metabolically active the organ is, the more oxygen it requires. In children and adolescents, every organ is extremely metabolic active. To deprive a child or an adolescent's brain from oxygen or to restrict it in any way is not only dangerous to your health, it is completely criminal. Oxygen deficiency inhibits the development of the brain and the damage that can take place as a result cannot be reversed in children and adolescents. Do you hear what I said there? Oxygen deprivation to the brain is not only dangerous, it is criminal. Oxygen deficiency in children and adolescents inhibits the development of the brain and the damage that takes place as a result cannot be reversed. I'm going to put this on the website, and you guys need to read it and go into detail on it, because I mean, she, she goes in hard detail with a lot of stuff. The more I keep reading about this and the more doctors that keep coming out about how unbelievably dangerous it is to rebreathe your own air repeatedly all day long in these masks, like they're doing to these young children right now. I mean, first thing in the morning, as soon as they get to school, I mean, they, they've been up for an hour. Got to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask all day long. Got to wear a mask. Everywhere they go, got to wear a mask. They go on the school bus, got to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. So you're talking these young children, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way in the teenage years, are literally having to rebreathe, recycle their own air, deprive their brain of oxygen, and essentially build up the carbon dioxide in their brain all day long, seven, eight, nine hours a day, every single day. And she says blatantly right here, as I just said, the development of the brain is massively inhibited and it cannot be reversed. So, and we know, and we know this is the part that really makes me really mad about this, doing this to these young kids. I mean, it really, really just grinds me. We already know via the CDC's own admission, the mortality rate of 0 to 19 of COVID is .00003%. It's literally almost non-existent, the death rate from 0 to 19 years of age. So why in the world are we muzzling these poor children when we know it's going to cause serious brain problems later on down the road? Well, I think the answer is pretty clear to everybody now. These scientists that have come out with this, these guys aren't doing this for their own good. They're trying to tell everybody what's going on. They're trying to warn everybody what's going on. How do we know that this isn't being used as, again, another tool to try to dumb down this younger generation further and further and further? We already seen the most vaccinated generation in U.S. history. I mean, more vaccines than almost any industrialized nation in the entire world. We have seen now the explosion of social media on this younger generation like we've seen nothing affect them ever to this extent. 
You know, I was talking to another friend of mine the other day who's there. They're trying to work with one of their daughters they have, and she's having all these issues with social media. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, this is what the goal of social media was. I said, sure, there's tools. Sure, people use it. Sure, adults use it. And I said, granted, when adults use it, it's completely different. I said, but when these young children get exposed to social media at 8, 9, 10, 12 years old, I said it completely rewires the way their brain works. I said they become dopamine addicts. Literally, they become dope addicts, so to speak. They're so fixated on social media. They're so fixated on trying to become an Instagram celebrity or a TikTok star or a Snapchat, whatever you want to call them. That, that becomes their main overlining goal. It's like they're hooked on cocaine, literally. This their main focus. All they care about on a daily basis is getting their dope fix or their dopamine fix from social media. Now, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you want to use this stuff, it's not nearly as effective. Now, it can still be very addictive, no doubt, and it can still get out of hand, no doubt, but it doesn't affect you the same way because now at that point, your brain's pretty much already wired up. You're an adult now, especially by the time you're in your mid-20s. You're already solidified. You're not going to rewire it at that point. But when you allow these children to have this incessant dopamine all the time from an electronic device, how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? How many shares did I get? How many views did I get? Oh, my gosh, I've got a new little trophy now. Oh, I've got a star. I've got this many followers. Oh, now so-and-so is making money by doing it. I'm going to do it now. It rewrites their entire psychological functioning. This is why so many kids now do not know how to function in peer groups. They don't know how to function. They get in peer groups, and what do they do? They sit at a table, and they play on their phone the whole time. I've personally seen it. They'll sit there and talk all day on their phone, different sections of campus, school, work, wherever. They're sitting on their phones all day talking to each other. They get together in person. Guess what? They talk to each other on their phone still. They don't know how to communicate. And social media, in my opinion, has been, and from the very beginning, a globalist tool to pervert the younger generation, and it worked perfectly. This is exactly what they wanted to do. This is why when you watch that movie, The Social Dilemma, and you, talk, you see some of these CEOs from social media platforms, they're already tired. They're done. They already made their money. They're out. And they said, we didn't even really realize what we were doing at the time. They said, we, it just, we didn't really realize it. And we've created this monster now. And most of them will not even allow their children to have social media until they basically become of age. And I've said this, I've said this for years. I said, I do not, I think there needs to be an age limit on social media. It needs to be like same thing with alcohol, tobacco. Minimum needs to be 18. If you want to get an as a social media account, you need to be 18 years old. It's that addictive to the brain. Not only that, now you have these young girls that see all these different sexualizations all the time. I mean, social media is so heavily sexualized, it's insane. But now these girls, all they want to do is become this object of sex because they see these Instagram stars that have two, three, four, five million followers, all these fans, these other pages where they do all types of other things on it they shouldn't be doing. I'm not even going to get into all that. And so they see this and they're like, oh, I could do that. And so now you've taken vanity, which won't <laughs> recommend you watch it unedited, but Al Pacino plays the Satan in that movie. And at the end of it, he goes, vanity. He goes, my favorite sin. This is what social media has played off of, is vanity. 
Because now you have the ability as a young child, as a young teenager, adolescent, to become some type of inner, inner, inner you know, whatever it is, Instagram, whatever it is, an Instagram star. You have the ability now to be super popular online, like all these other people that you idolize. I'm not saying you should do it, but this is what they do. They idolize their movie stars, their singers, all these people. They idolize them. Now they have an ability to be on the same platform as these people and show off to see how many followers they can get and become their own Instagram icon. And if that means showing off large amounts of their body, if that means doing certain things on private accounts, if that means doing videos that are extremely seductive and inappropriate, that's what they're going to do because it's normalized the sexualization of the younger generation. It's normalized. It, and I told, I told Dad this yesterday. We were talking. I said, you know, I don't envy this younger generation at all. I said, when you're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, you're already trying to figure out who you are. Let's let up be honest. I mean, you're, you're, you're in school. You're going into high school to college transition. You're figuring out about girls. You're girls. You're figuring out about boys. You're figuring out about working full time. You're figuring out how to pay bills and be in school with good, good grades and go to college, not be micromanaged. If you don't do your work in college, you just fail. You're doing all this stuff. And now we have social media that's jumped in the mix to where this is their almost main underlying goal on a regular basis is to get as much activity and followers as they can on social media. And it's not going anywhere. That's the problem with it. I, I, I said this yesterday. I said, dude, this, this is something that's going to be in the foreseeable future. I said, the only way to do this is to try to control it the best you can if you have a kid and make sure if they do get it, you try to instill them, hey, listen, use it as a tool, not a crutch. Because... At some point in time, once they turn 18, they get a cell phone, they're going to get social media in 2020. It's just what's going to happen. There's no way around it anymore. It's so influenced and it's so heavy in the, in the media and the world and society today. It is what it is. And that's exactly what the goal of the globalist was to do to bring this about. So now, going back to what I just said, you now have young children that are being exposed to social media, that's massive dopamine triggers. Now you have them on top of that, oxygen deprivation on a regular basis, all day long while they're in the school system, flooding their brain with carbon dioxide, decreasing their ability to basically allow the brain to properly develop. Now you're gonna trap them in this state, this mind, this dopamine trigger, because quite frankly, this is probably the highlight of their day is getting on social media now. I mean, if anybody wants to sit by themselves in social isolation that it with a mask on and listen to a teacher drone. Granted, some teachers are good, but other than that, when you're a kid, it's like, oh my gosh, now you got to do all this. Let's make their life even more confusing now on top of social media, on top of school, on top of peers. Now let's make them wear a mask and reduce their brain development now for the foreseeable future. Guys, this has been one of the biggest lies ever pushed on the American populace that I've ever seen in my life. And the sad part is so many people are so dumbed down and so weak, they're refusing to even stand their ground and say, hey, no, we're done. We're done. Florida said we're done. DeSantis, I will give him a standing ovation. He just opened up college, university, college uh, football now to do play ball, full capacity. Schools want to reopen. They want to make money. Universities want to open up make money. Take the mask off. No mask mandate. The problem is a lot of these small schools and all this stuff, they're still doing the mask. We already know it's a lie. Now you have Governor Cuomo, the complete and total nightmare dictator in New York, 
now unveiled a three-zone lockdown plan in New York. Yes, all this. As New York did not have enough issues, their economy is not completely collapsed up there. You do not have a massive drove of people leaving the state on a regular weekly basis. He now came out and said, listen, if you're in a red zone, that means if you have a church, it doesn't matter how big the church is, you cannot have more than 10 people max. If you have a mass gathering, like a party at a restaurant or any place like that, it's a $15,000 fine. All mass gatherings are fully prohibited. Only essential businesses can be back open again, meaning we go back to we deem who's essential and not essential. Restaurants are fully limited to takeout. Cannot go into a restaurant, cannot eat even outside of a restaurant anymore, and all schools are now closed if you're in a red zone at in New York. Now, if you're in a yellow or an orange zone, whatever that's supposed to mean, they're slightly relaxed. This has been, as I just said, the biggest lie that's ever been pushed on the American populace. And now you have these governors in certain pockets of the country that are grasping for as much power as they can hold on to. Because remember, this is what I said at the very beginning. Once this starts, once tyrants take power, once they get a taste for blood and a taste for absolute control, they very rarely ever ever relinquish that power again because they've tasted it and they love it. That's why, again, I give a standing ovation to our governor for not capitulating to a new world order and standing his ground. And I attribute a lot of that to him hanging out with Sheriff Grady Judd down here in Polk County repeatedly because it's funny. He had a meeting with Grady Judd. Two days later, he completely opened up the entire state. Grady was in an interview the other day, and a guy that was interviewed or basically asking questions after a, um, a violent altercation that Grady was basically discussing. The guy started trolling him, asking him stupid questions, just idiotic questions. And in the end, he goes, uh, I've noticed you and your staff does not wear a mask. Uh, now that President Trump has COVID, if he comes down here, are you going to make him wear a mask? And Grady goes, none of my staff wears a mask. I don't wear a mask. If President Trump comes down here, he doesn't have to wear a mask. Do you have any other questions that I'm not going to answer any further? <laughs> and I started laughing. But again, where are we going to draw the line with this? we already seen the numbers. We already know individuals that have got COVID. Almost every single person I know pretty much that's tested has tested positive for COVID. Every single person I personally know that's listened to me about the vitamin C and D3 that's gotten COVID literally said it was nothing more than an absolute mild cold at best. They would not even have known they had COVID if they would not have tested. Now, that's not saying that people that are not 60, 70, 80 years old of risk, that have serious health problems and have COPD and heart disease and diabetes and are on a bunch of medications and have already been in and out of the hospital for the last decade, if they catch COVID, it's not going to help attribute to killing them. I'm not saying that at all. But the same goes for just about any cold or the flu. Now they're saying the masks are contributing to huge amounts of bacterial pneumonia, like I warned about, with people grabbing the mask with their hands, getting food on it, getting oil on it, reusing the mask over and over and over and over again, and rebreathing through it all day long. Please get this information out there. It's time to take our country back. Florida's standing their ground now with this. The rest of the country needs to follow suit, Dad. Awesome. That was, that, was, that was very, very well said. And, you know, and Grady Judd, I mean, I sent him, oh, gosh, probably 10 emails a day. And every so often he actually answers me and he knows who I am and, and uh, he, we go to church together. And so I hope and pray that I have been an influence from a positive standpoint with him as far as 
what's really going on in the world because suddenly he comes down here and makes all these announcements with Governor DeSantis and suddenly all of a sudden the United State opens back up again like you said Florida State now is saying that they're going to go in and now open up the college stadiums again uh, it's, it's just a, it's amazing now here's the problem we have though a lot of these major universities these stadiums these colleges like Florida State and University of Florida and Miami they have extremely liberal huge pro-democrat communist people in charge just be as blunt as I can you know this is what happened with Florida State and I mentioned this the other day they had a big party out on Tennessee Street when Governor DeSantis lifted these restrictions several weeks ago in Florida State with their communist indoctrination administration comes in and says, no spring break for you now because you did this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're like on a power trip. They're absolutely nuts how they act. But this, this is the group that runs the world through the international banking cartels that did the communist revolution. And this is the group that basically infiltrated through the communist revolution, the university systems through the... Frankfurt School, which we've talked about many times on the show, and now they're still in power, still in charge. And we need to realize who these clowns are. And the same thing, we also talk about New York. The New York mayor now is warning of bleak days, bleak, bleak days ahead because of the coronavirus. But down here in Florida, it's like, hey, open things up. We're going to have a party. You know, it's going to be fun. You know, but no, not New York, bleak days. And Comrade de Blasio and Comrade Cuomo are now threatening to shut down synagogues and churches. But they don't even mention about shutting down mosques. Now, why is that? Why are they shutting down churches and synagogues, but they're not going to shut down mosques? Well, you know, because the Muslims, got to give them credit for this one. They're going to play that little game. They are not going to play the little Zionist brainwash game. They're going to say, no, how about no? How about you're not going to affect our religious rights to go to a mosque or to assemble or to pray? Got to give them credit for that one, guys. I really do. So these guys are scared to say, we're closing the mosques. No, they won't, because they'll have rioting in the streets that they're not controlling. Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? They aren't being controlled by the communists. So they know who they can push it to. They can't push. They understand that. The police the other day, by the way, they tried to shut down a celebration during the Jewish holiday. And, you know, and Kuma then issued draconian measures. The community comes out together to burn the masks in the street. I'll give the Jews credit for this. They came out. This is in Brooklyn. A large group of Orthodox Jews took to the streets in Brooklyn on Monday in celebration of the Jewish holiday of Sukkot, and police attempted to intervene, but they were pushed out by revelers. Following the event, New York Communist Democrat Andrew Cuomo announced what he referred to as a cluster action initiative <laughs> and attempted to target red zone hotspots such as Brooklyn, these pesky Jews, and Queens, as well as Broome, Orange, and Rockland counties across the state. Kumo announcement then prompted a second mass group to converge on the city streets on Tuesdays. Again, the Jews had enough. And this time, they burned their masks in response. Yeah, that's what we need, guys. On Monday, the police attempted to forcibly break up a large group of Jews celebrating a Jewish holiday, which began last Friday and will end this Friday in the Crown Heights neighborhood. Now, this is what we have to have. We have to have dissent. But they're going to show. They're going to show what they're going to do. Cuomo's going to show he's going to lock it down, bring in their stormtroopers, and basically prevent them from doing this. This is insanity. So congratulations to the Jewish community in New York. Congratulations to the Jewish community, to the Muslim community in New York. You guys are standing 
against this absolute draconian tyranny that's happening right now. Now we have the former CEO. This is this is absolutely this. I had to really Google this one because I didn't know if this was even true or not, but it's true. The ex-Twitter CEO Dick Costello, another Rothschild cutouts worth I think around three hundred million dollars, tweets a communist threat against businessmen will be the businessmen will be the first lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. Yeah, he actually said this that the businessmen will be the first lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution, the communist revolution. This sounds like a Bolshevik revolutionary. You know, he's the former Twitter CEO, Dick Costello. C-O-S-T-O-L-O actually threatens that businessmen who don't agree with his hard-line communist beliefs will be lined up and shot. Whoa. He says, me first capitalists who think you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution, and I'll happily provide the video commentary. Now, you know, this wow. is unbelievable. And this is the former CEO of Twitter. I mean, think about this first. Think what I'm saying, guys. He's that big nationally, and he's telling us that you're going to be shot. You're going to be executed. You think, what the heck? And again, we made it today in RT Today. It says, you'll be executed first. Twitter's woke XEO tells tech business guys who wish to steer clear of politics. Well, you know, this guy's he's taken out back and just locked up. I mean, it's ridiculous that they think they can say stuff like this and threaten to kill people like this, and it's okay. Well, guess what, guys? It's not okay. But again, who else are you hearing this news from about this particular topic this morning? I mean, who else was bringing this guy to the forefront saying, hey, this isn't okay? Now, I've got to change topics for one second. Really important. It's a health issue. I had another customer yesterday contact me. And now there's, there's been hundreds over the last 20 years that have done the same exact conversation with me. And this is a good friend of mine. I've known him for many, many years. And he basically told me that he had been, had his kidneys tested and they were down to 75% function. And the doctor was concerned, but she like wasn't overly concerned because you have redundancy in the kidney system. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be very, very blunt about this. One of the primary causes of kidney failure and kidney reduction of efficiency is glyphosate, Roundup. Well, I don't eat Roundup. If you're not eating organic food and you're eating GMO food that's been sprayed with Roundup before harvesting, including wheat, including corn, you're eating Roundup, you're eating glyphosate. And it is super poisonous to kidney functions and it destroys kidney functions. If you are drinking tap water, if you are drinking city water, you are being exposed and ingesting glyphosate. It has permeated the aquifers. It is in the water supply. It is in the city water supply. It is not removed in the city water supply. It is not removed from your wells before you drink the water. I don't know how to make this any more direct. I have told you guys so many times that the first thing that if you want to increase your energy, increase your stamina, increase your longevity, and increase your health is you have to drink filtered water. You can't drink tap water, well water, any water, especially the city water. Good Lord, it has it not only has glyphosate, it has chlorine, it has fluorine, and it has aluminum in it that's used as a clarifying agent. So you're poisoning yourself with this doggone city water and with this well water. You know, if, unless we lived in some pristine island in the middle of nowhere that has no contamination from glyphosate or pesticides, you know, you're going to get this stuff. 
And this is one of the biggest pet peeves I have. And I have so many people who constantly call me up with kidney function problems. I got another friend of mine, good friend. I'm not going to mention the names this morning. He owns a restaurant chain here in town. And he basically came to me years ago, and I pleaded with him to start drinking distilled water. And so he bought a distiller from me. It sat on his shelf for like a year. Finally, he calls me up as a personal favor and says, Hey, Ted, can you take this distiller? I haven't even opened the box. And I'm like, Sure, bud. You haven't opened it. Whatever. You're my friend. And I said, That's okay, because he's done a lot of favors for me. Finally, about a year later, he calls me up. I went to the doctor. I'm down to 40% kidney function. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, why did that happen? I'm like, yeah, because you don't drink distilled water, bud. Either you're going to use a filter or you're going to be a filter. That's the end of that. And I said, you keep pouring this glyphosate through your body with all this GMO crap you eat. I said, you've got to stop this and all the water you drink. Oh, I didn't know it was that bad. I said, I've told you it was that bad. Now you're down to 40% kidney function, and now you're stressing out. Good reason to stress out. I, we see it all of the time, guys. And so get a distiller from us, please. If you buy one online, you get one of these little cheap ones that basically have aluminum condensing coils and they don't work. All you're going to have problems with, you're going to repoison yourself with aluminum again through distilled water. If you can't afford a distiller, I'm not, here's, 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 like I said, if you can't afford organic food, all right, for storable food, if you can't afford that, I got that. Not everybody can afford this stuff. Then go to, the grocery store and buy canned food that's organic, that's BPA-free. If you can't get a distiller, for whatever reason, it's a few hundred dollars, if you can't get one, then go to the grocery store, bring your own glass jugs or BPA-free plastic jugs, find a reverse osmosis unit that you know has been serviced. Ask your manager to make sure it's been serviced recently because those membranes can get very contaminated and get the RO unit water. It's like 35, 45, 55 cents a gallon. For years before I got a distiller back in the 80s, I would go to the grocery store and I would bring 10 or 12 jugs with me and I would fill them up. When I'm in the RV and we are traveling and we're not plugged up and I can't run a distiller in the RV when we're traveling, when it's not plugged in because it pulls too much current out of the batteries, I will go to a grocery store. I've got like 15 to 18 glass one-gallon jugs under the coach and I will go in and I will fill these glass jugs up with RO water. Now, do not buy distilled water from a grocery store in plastic. It may have been in that plastic for years, years, all right? And it's gonna, and the plastic will leach into the distilled water. If you're gonna buy it at a grocery store, use the RO, the reverse osmosis from the machine so the water's fresh. But please listen to me, guys. I don't know. And your little Berkey filter that you have isn't gonna take all the stuff out. It's just not. It's not going to do it, all right? It's going to take chlorine out. And it'll take some of the other things out, some of the particulate matters, but it doesn't take pesticides out. This is one of the reasons that I don't allow Roundup to be sprayed around my house. I won't let them spray it. I'd rather use salt. Salt kills the weeds just as effectively as Roundup, sometimes better, and it doesn't destroy the aquifer, for heaven's sakes. So do yourself a favor. Do your family a favor. Stop using Roundup or glyphosate around your home, especially if you have young children running around playing in the grass. Really important. The guy the other day was doing the yard. He goes, oh, it would be so much easier if you let me spray Roundup. I'm like, absolutely not. I've got grandchildren. Plus, that stuff is so poisonous. Do you not realize how poisonous it is? They're class action lawsuits where people are having to pay out billions of dollars because people are dying of cancer and kidney failure. Guys, I know I'm beating this like a dead horse. I know I am. I know I'm. 
drumming it along. But there are people right now who are listening who are going to order distillation systems because I just did this. And I don't know how to make that any more clear. Now, on top of that, calcium carbonate, limestone, is in, the, is in regular water, especially in well water. It's really hard water, especially in Florida and certain areas of the country. And when you ingest this dissolved rock, it ends up going into your soft tissue and into your arteries. Have you ever heard the term hardening of the arteries? It's a buildup of the calcium carbonate and the limestone inside of the arterial walls. The arteries for helping to pump the blood through the body. They have to maintain elasticity. When they get completely caked with calcium, they can't do that. They become hardened. Hardening of the arteries. Your body's arteries turn to stone. They can't pump properly. It puts excessive stress on the heart because the heart's having to hit the whole pump by itself. It's so important that you don't drink water with dissolved minerals like calcium carbonate. If you want to use some trace minerals like we have with the Aquatrace, a little bit of that, that's fine. But don't be eating and drinking dissolved rocks. Don't do that. It's just not okay. And so I've been drinking distilled water now for, oh my gosh, almost 40 years. You know, my arteries are clear. I feel great. But the reality is so many people don't understand this simple, basic thing. The primary thing you have to do is take and drink distilled water or reverse osmosis water from a grocery store if you can't buy a distiller. And don't buy distilled water in plastic. Don't do that. Then you need to be on a powdered multiple supplement. That's really important. Or a capsule multiple supplement, like our ultimate multiple. And then you have to keep your immune system strong with a D3, potassium iodide, the zinc. Keep your heart flowing blood well by taking vitamin E because it keeps the blood thin and cod liver oil. And if you take just those few supplements along with some B vitamins, it's amazing how good you're going to feel. But guys, it's so important to drink the right water and not suck down water that contains fluoride, chlorine, pesticides, and herbicides. Don't want else. To, I, I can't be any more direct with you than this about this because I get so tired of these phone calls of people with reduced. Don't you wonder why there's so many kidney dialysis centers? You drive down the doggone street in Lakeland where you have the hospital. You have multiple kidney dialysis centers. You think, well, what's wrong with everybody's kidneys? Well, this is what's wrong with everybody's kidneys. And the and Monsanto, who manufactures the glyphosate, they know that. That's why they have their thousand attorneys on these lawsuits basically settling things and not allowing their product to be taken off the market. Roundup should be completely banned. It shouldn't even be allowed on the market. Glyphosate, herbicides, atrazine, azulox, all of that stuff should be completely and totally banned. It shouldn't even be allowed. But because the lobbying groups of these large corporations have so much power and their attorneys have so much clout as far as the ability to sue everybody for everything, it basically stays on the market. Same thing. People are saying, well, Donald Trump's releasing all the information on Hillary Clinton. They won't get released. It won't get released. Remember, he's going to release all the information on Kennedy, too. They get released. He can't release that stuff. He can clear it, but then the Justice Department has to push it all out. They're not going to do all that. They're not going to indict themselves. They're not going to do that. Guys, the whole government is run basically by this unseen hand that is controlled through these international banker cartels. All right, that's enough of what I'm going to talk about today. Guys, I love you. I got to pray for you this morning. Austin, finish it up. And remember, guys, this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Yes, absolutely. There's no question about it. We have to continue to just keep praying, keep standing strong, keep pushing the truth out there, because they're going to keep doing everything they can 
with fake news and with all the hits at us. I saw the article again the other day. You know, it keeps coming out more and more now how Homeland Security keeps having draft documents, numerous of which have been leaked now, basically showing that white supremacists and white individuals that are white supremacists are constantly the greatest terror threat in the United States. I said that again and again. So all three drafts describe the threat from white supremacists as the deadliest domestic terror threat facing the U.S. listed above the immediate danger from foreign terrorist groups. And it was a basically uh, multiple articles that were produced on the Homeland Threat Assessment titled DHS State of Homeland Threat Assessment 2020, all which basically ended up getting pushed out in August this year. And what's funny about it is I read through a bunch of this stuff, and it was, it, again, you can see how they're prepping the American psyche to get ready to handle American males that are patriots to say, no, we're not going to do this. The level of incidences that have occurred in actions that have occurred and violent actions that happen are not based on white supremacy for the most part. You have incidences where you have people that are hardcore, you know, Latino gangs that do stuff. You have individuals that are white that do stuff. You have black individuals that do stuff. You have all types of different races that do different things all the time that are bad. That's just part of society. And so what Homeland Security has done now is they've twisted and manipulated incidences and facts to try to make anything that happens, basically any type of violent crime that a white male does, they're automatically labeled as a white supremacist. I'm reading part of the report. It's ridiculous how heavily manipulated it is, especially if you try to look at the actual statistics, where they're getting these numbers from. But what you realize, what they're trying to do is try to demonize anybody that defends themselves. Look what happened again in St. Louis, like I said, with a couple there. Now, they're being felony indictments because they walked outside in their yard with a firearm, two firearms, handgun and a rifle basically to a group of multi-hundred person group that broke down their gate and trespassed into a private gated community. This is what they're trying to do, and this is the narrative, because they know once it goes sideways and once the patriot community has enough, it doesn't even matter if it's white and we have blacks and we have Hispanics and everybody in the patriot community, numerous ones that I know, it doesn't matter. They're going to demonize anybody associated with that group as being some type of far-right militant white supremacist group. That's what they're planning on doing. That's why I told you they brought up what they did in that debate with Trump and Biden. And that piece of crap Wallace intentionally goaded Trump with that question and pushed him into a corner. Are you going to disavow white supremacy and militias? What? Are you going to ask that question on national television? I could rephrase that 50 different ways and make it sound bad for any other group, including Hispanics, Asians, or blacks. That wasn't the narrative. They wanted to push exactly what they did, and they did it on national television while everybody was watching. So now people have a subconscious tie to militias and white supremacists, even if militias that are patriots and constitutional-minded and don't have a racist bone in their body are now tied to that because of what he said. So realize what's going on from a psychological standpoint. I'm huge on psychological analysis of stuff because once you understand the mechanisms that some of these groups and individuals and mainstream media and globalist banker boys are using, you realize real quick 
that it's nothing more than a smokescreen. It's nothing more than a facade to get you to comply and further allow your rights to be removed and stripped, never to be returned again. Like I said, you got Kuma now in New York. Locks down again in New York. Locks down again. Lock them down. Because they're trying to hold the narrative that the COVID is bad, bad, bad. Everybody's going to die, die, die. If you don't get a vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. That's what they keep repeating in everybody's ear in the mainstream media. See, the vaccine hasn't gone finished because they have so many problems with these things, with this RNA vaccine. So they have to keep pushing the narrative out further and further and further and further as long as they can until they get the vaccine. Be aware of it. Understand what's happening. Stand your ground and continue to get this information out there and continue to keep waking people up. I cannot encourage that anymore because this is something that's so important right now with what's happening. Guys, if you need anything, feel free to give us a call. Thank you again for all the support. I'm getting lots of emails. People are sending me articles all the time. Thank you for that. I don't always respond to those simply because you send me an article. I look at it. I get a lot of emails, so I do my best to try to get back to everybody, especially people that are having some type of health questions that are on there. If you have immediate question, please give us a call at Health Masters, 1-800-726-1834. If everybody saw the product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Powder one, that was the newer flavor we came out with, as I told you yesterday not nearly as sweet as the original one. Some people like the sweet one. I like both of them, but we tweaked it a little bit, changed the flavor a little bit, took a little bit of the monk fruit out of it, reduced the sweetness of it, so we have both of them on there. That's on sale right now for 15% off on the website at healthmasters.com, so be sure to check that out. And um, again, please, wake up. See what they're doing to our kids with these masks. See what they're doing to our kids with this media presence and social media. These kids don't need an iPad, guys. They don't need an iPad at five, six, seven years old. There's a reason why Common Core in the school systems tried to mandate and start forcing kids to have iPads to learn off of instead of having books. Books are relics. They're outdated. You don't need books anymore. They're too heavy. You don't need those. You can have everything on your iPad. And sure enough, those are some valid points. But there's a whole lot more reasoning behind that than just we want to save money on books. Thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.